Welcome back to another beautiful Sunday afternoon. I hope your guys' weekend is going just the most phenomenal fucking weekend you guys could ever have. Alright, it's Sunday. It is recovery day from a long, hard partying that we just endured on Friday and Saturday, okay? So, I'm going to keep this one, you know. Well, not really. This is this is going to be an adventure. I'm sorry. You're going to have to muster up a little bit of energy for this one, okay? Alright, if you don't know where you are, you're at the Rainy Day Horror Show with the best podcast host, dare I say, in the universe, alright? I am Dusty McBalls, and I am the Certified Cougar Hunter, and I am the man with the biggest set of just marbles laced in skin, all right, that, yep, the biggest testicles, in other words, okay, now, on today's beautiful episode, we've got, you know, we got a little something, something that'll, you know, just tickle your toes, I guess, I don't know, if you go to amusement parks, this one, yeah, this is what we're talking about, it's amusement parks, all right, it's gonna freak you the fuck out, all right, and you will not be able to probably ride a roller coaster normally ever again, alright, so, I got two stories, alright, they're both, you know, medium length, so, you know, if I did the one on Doug McKay, it would have been, you know, too short, and I don't want to give you guys something too short, but, shout out too short, what's my favorite word, why they gotta say it like short, but, I added another one, and, the other one, I don't know how she survived, but she did. She got lucky, and the doctors that helped her out were just amazing. So, put the Crocs on, alright? Just one more adventure before we, you know, have to work and just grind through the week so we can party next weekend. So, get those Crocs on, put them in, put them in adventure mode, you know, grab a drink, alright? Grab a beer. Grab a juice box. Grab a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. Shoutouts to them. I don't drink, but I don't just wanted to shout them out. Alright? This is free advertisement. Okay? Now, let's get into the story on Doug McKay and Tegan Marty. Alrighty, so... Doug McKay was a 40-year-old male who co-owned Paradise Amusements. Now, Paradise Amusements was family-owned, and before Doug and his wife took over ownership, Doug's mom and his papa... You are like papa! Really? I'm like that psychotic son of a bitch? ...owned Paradise Amusements. And Doug has been around basically all of these, you know, amusement park rides ever since he was, you know, really, really little. And Paradise Amusement has been around for years and it is locally based in Idaho. Now, this tragedy occurs in 2003 and it took place at the Whidbey Island Fair and this Fair Company contacted Doug and basically said, Hey, I'd like to give you X amount of dollars to bring your carnival rides down here for three years. And Doug 
you know, he's like, lovely. I'll be right there to sign the contract. And after he signed the contract, he packed up all of his rides and he headed to the fair that was located on an island just north of Seattle. And once he arrived, him and his wife, they set up all the rides, they set up shop, and everything was going smoothly. You know, kids were enjoying their cotton candy and their popcorn. Cringy high school couples were winning each other, you know, stuffed animals. And even people were giving out free blowjobs in the porta potties. Right? Everybody loves a blowjob porta potty, and that's what they were given. So, yes, everybody was having a great fucking time, and this was just a beautiful fucking fair to be a part of. Until tragedy struck, and it struck on August 16th, 2003. Now, since Dougie grew up around these machines, his knowledge on how to operate them and fix them is pretty massive. And on that tragic day, he noticed something was wrong with one of his rides, specifically the Superloop Roman numeral 2. Now, the Superloop is a roller coaster that goes in a loop. Obviously, duh, it's, in, it's kind of in the name. But for a better reference, it's with one roller coaster, you know, train on a track. And it just goes round and around in a circle, but in a vertical motion. Now, where I'm from, um, at the Minnesota State Fairs and a lot of the county and town fairs, they have something similar to this, and I believe it's called the Ring of Fire, but I could be wrong. So, if that name rings a bell, just picture that ride just under a different name. Now, on this ride, Doug noticed that a portion of the track needed, you know, some lubrication. New Trojan H2O Closer Lubricant. Advanced lubrication that holds a thousand times its weight in moisture in every drop. And while the ride was, you know, still operating in motion, Doug decided to, you know, not make the best decision in his life. And this decision would ultimately cost him, you know, losing his life. And he just decided to go ahead and give it some, you know, some of that lube. New Trojan H2O Closer Lubricant. And as he was spraying the lubrication on the ride, it is reported that he slipped and fell onto the track. He then became entangled in the roller coaster train cart. And it was allegedly due to his long hair that got him entangled with his train car. And this coaster drug him 40 feet into the air before he would be dropped to his death. And during his freefall, he was struck by the ride on multiple different occasions before he landed on a metal fence painting the ground around him with like a red sticky substance. How to keep it I want to keep it PG. I don't want to gross you guys out, you know, too hard, but any other ways, in other ways it was blood, okay? Now, after his fall, horrified onlookers immediately called the cops 
And when the cops got there, they pronounced him DOA. And for, you know, people that don't know what DOA stands for, it means dead on arrival. Now, when the cops arrived, they tried to hide Doug's gruesome scene from the public. But dozens already saw, you know, him fall and him die and, you know, the whole nasty thing. And you know who got the worst of it? The kids on the ride. Which, what they saw would probably be the most traumatizing thing that anybody could see, especially at a young age. And not only did, you know, they see him fall and die in front of them, but most of the kids on that ride were allegedly covered in his blood. And this this is this isn't funny, but this got the cops in trouble, okay? And it made the parents really, really upset. Because once they arrived, they got there pretty quick, and the parents, you know, were kind of like making sure their kids were okay. But the cops didn't care, and they pulled the kids away from their parents and allegedly started questioning the kids before they could even get the blood off their face. So these kids, these poor 12-year-olds, are covered in, you know, another man's blood. And the cops are not worried about, you know, maybe a blood, airborne blood pathogen. No, they want to get their questions answered. And this pissed the parents off so bad because they just yanked him from them and said, hey, tell us what happened. (laughs) And so, yeah, it kind of, you know, pissed them off, which is reasonable. And after the accident, the fair was dead silent, but only for an hour. And after that hour passed, then everyone basically picked up where they left off like nothing happened. Like a man just didn't have a tragic death. And then they kept the fair open for the rest of the day and for the rest of the weekend. But the only thing that was closed after that incident was the super loop. Now Sherry, Doug's wife, or well, you know, Doug's late wife, I guess, if he crossed over. I don't know how that works, but you know what I'm, you get what you, you know, you get what I'm saying. And she would later speak on the tragedy and she told the Seattle Times that Doug has been around carnival rides for most of his life and was experienced in men- and was experienced in maintaining them. He even had experience working on rides that were still in motion. Oh, hell no! If OSHA caught wind of this, oh my god, all hell would have broken loose. Oh my god. He would have been shut. Oh god. That would have been so bad. He would have been fined. He would have been fired. I don't know if he would have been fired because he owned it, but still, shut down, whatever. This man would have been done for. Now, Sherry would also say that she promised Doug that if anything happened to him, she would keep the show going, and she did just that. But only shutting down the Super Loop. I don't know what's... If that was me and I just lost my husband, 
Whew. God damn, I would be, I'd be like, no, I'm going home. All right. This not worth it anymore. Right. God, people amaze me. Like, I don't know. This girl must be stone cold. Because, holy shit. Her husband probably died and she was like, yeah. I'm going to keep moving because that's what I am. I'm now an independent woman. Right? Nothing against independent women. But, you know, sometimes you got to just take a step back. You just lost your husband. Alright? Let's relax a little bit. Okay? Let's take the weekend off. You deserve it. But no, she's like, fuck that. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make even more money because that's what Dougie would have wanted. <laughs> Shit just baffles me. I think that knowing me, I would be like, fuck it. We're done. I'm, I quit, coach. Pull me out. Bench me for the rest of the year. I am done. Right? All right, now on to the second story. And this one takes place at the Wisconsin Dells. Okay? You know, the water park capital of the world. And at this amusement park at the Wisconsin Dells, a 12-year-old Floridian girl plummeted more than 100 feet from an operator error on the ride called Terminal Velocity. Now, on this ride, the riders are, like, raised up to, like, this platform. They're, like, harnessed in. They get all hooked up, and they get raised to this platform, and... Once they're up towards the platform, the ride operator, he unhooks them and they basically free fall over, I think, 100 feet and they reach up to a speed of around 50 miles an hour before hitting a safety net that's elevated. You know, it's elevated up a little bit. I have to try and explain this. So they hit the net and then that net lowers them down to slowly to the ground and then they latch the next rider in. And then they bring them up to the top, and then the ride operator also brings up the net to the, you know, the normal safety distance so somebody doesn't die. And then they release the harness, person drops into the net, and then it just goes back to slowly, lowers them back to the ground, and then just a rinse-repeat kind of thing, right? Well, not only does this sound like a totally safe ride, sarcasm... And it totally doesn't sound like a recipe for disaster. Tegan Marty and her family took a little vacay. And they decided to go to the Wisconsin Dells after Tegan saw, you know, this ride on a travel, on the Travel Channel. Alright, it was a show on the Travel Channel and she saw it. It was like, I don't know, top 50 most fun water slide amusement park rides in the world I don't know something similar to that and now everything was you know going great on this vacation Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas kiss my ass kiss his ass kiss your ass happy Hanukkah until July 30th 2010 now this ride doesn't only sound terrifying but it also looks horrific and you will see a picture of it when I post it. Before Tegan boarded, you know, the ride, her parents were a little reluctant to letting her on the ride. I mean, as they should be, I would be a little bit reluctant because that thing looks terrifying, right? No, no way, no way. I'm okay with normal amusement park rides, 
but not this one. This one, no, doesn't sound good at all. I don't even know why they even like let this be a ride. But anyways, they, you know, were a little reluctant to let her on this ride, but after they saw several people do it and they saw how the ride was operated, their hesitant mindset shifted and they became confident in the operators and the safety of the ride. So they let the young Tegan go on the ride. And then the next thing you know, she was all harnessed up, strapped in, was hooked up to the pulley thing, and she was being raised to the platform where she was eventually unhooked and was heading straight for the, you know, the net. But the, you know, the operator, the ride operator, didn't check to see if the safety net was even raised off the ground. And it was right then and there, as he unhooked her, she started plummeting towards the ground, and she struck it around, I think it was 52 miles per hour. And as she was falling, her horrified parents and onlookers watched her just fucking smack the ground. Now, as Tegan was laying there on the ground, her dad, Alex, ran to her and started doing CPR. And he was able to bring her back to life. And thankfully, her dad is a radiologist. So he has, you know, some experience in saving a life. Even though radiology, you know, as a radiologist, I don't know if any of you know this, but I'm just, I assume some of you know this. But I will give you a little rundown what a radiologist does. A radiologist is basically the person that looks at like MRI scans or, you know, when you get, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? When you have a broken arm, you get put in the machine and they take a picture of it. A radiologist looks at the pictures and sees, you know, diagnoses the issue where a radiology technician, they're just the ones that click the buttons and make sure all the pictures are good. So, a radiologist is a doctor that diagnoses where a radiology technician is the one that take, takes pictures. Her dad was a doctor. He was the radiologist. And thankfully, you know, he has CPR certified as I assume everybody in a hospital or in a doctor's office is. And yeah, he was able to bring her back to life. And then after the whole incident, he was he went on the early show and he told listeners of what he saw. And he said that, and I quote, she was dead. She was basically unconscious, not moving and laying flat on her back with blood coming out of her ears and nose. Just a horrible, horrible scene. At the moment she fell, I heard a loud thud. I just assumed that she was dead. Imagine that. God, I couldn't... Oh, it'd be awful to have, like... I'm not, I don't have kids, but if I did, to see your fucking child just drop and you can't do anything about it. Because I'm assuming, you know, a 12-year-old, she probably weighs over 100 pounds. And you can't go down there and catch her, especially if she's coming at you with, like, 
52 miles per hour, there's no way. You would fuck yourself up. And it would just be awful to see your own child fall and you can't do anything. It's like a whole Jesus take the wheel kind of moment. And you just got to hope that, it, you know, she can either recover from it or it's not as bad as it looks. But this was as bad as it looks. And in a later interview, Stuart Grossman, the attorney for the Marty family, told CBS News that Alex, the dad, brought Tegan back to life. Now, after Tegan was resuscitated, the authorities were called, like usual, and as they should be, and she, she was rushed to a children's hospital in Madison. And she got treated for her wounds there. And she suffered from several spine fractures, swelling in the brain, and had a shattered pelvis. She also suffered from lacerations on her liver, her spleen, and her intestines. So this girl was down bad. I can't even imagine the pain that she was going through. And not only that, with all of her injuries, they put her on a ventilator and she was in critical condition. Now, for some of you that, I don't know if you guys know this, but the okay height for, well, not really the okay height, but to leave, to die from a fall, the most, like, holy shit, I need to, I'm trying to explain this, and I'm drawing a blank. The height where you fall from that becomes fatal is three times your own height. So I'm six feet, right? Well, six two, but I'm going to make it easy for myself. I'm going to say six feet. If I fall from anything that's 18 feet and above, that's considered a lethal fall. And it could be fatal and I could, you know. So I don't know if any of you knew that. Just a quick little fun fact that I learned from, I forgot his name. I think his name is Dr. Mike. And he's a YouTuber and he's so funny. And that's where I, I watch his YouTube videos all the time. If you, if you want to go check him out, highly suggest it. He does, he's so funny. But anyways, now the doctors at the hospital suspected that she wasn't going to even make it through the night. But somehow she miraculously did. Now Tegan stayed at this children's hospital in Madison for two years. And early on in her recovery... She could only communicate with blinking her eyes. And the family didn't know if she'd ever be able to walk again. They thought she was going to be, you know, paralyzed. But after a series of, like, grueling physical therapy sessions, she was able to walk out of the hospital with the help of a walker. And then a little while later, and still doing, you know, physical therapy, she was actually able to walk on her own. And even got involved in sports again. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Which is baffling. That girl is a walking miracle. I don't know. She must have had some good energy on her side. Because wow. That is insane. Now while... You know, let's, let's, let's take a little backtrack a little bit, okay, when she was back in the hospital. And while she was in recovery at the hospital, an investigation was opened up on the incident at the theme park. 
and this they you know they the the police they questioned you know park owner bill anderson and he told abc news that the incident was chalked up to operator error and 33 year old charles carnell was at fault for the incident and authorities told the press that charles was supposed to set the net but failed to do so now his reason for not setting the net is that he blacked out and not blacked out sorry he blanked out and he never saw the all clear sign so he just fucking pulled her and she dropped what which i don't even know why you wouldn't even like fucking look or wait and just stare at the person listen i worked at valley fair right and we had to make sure like they would come and test us like you know like those little green men that hold the flag that say like children crossing or whatever it is or children at play i think is what it says they take that sign and they would put it in the ride but not in the ride but like in the area where the ride goes so if you didn't see it you got written up for it and there's one time i was a bad ride operator okay I did get, you know, I did get wrote up once for it. But after that one time, I was like, okay, gotta, you know, because what if that is a kid? And then that shit is put on me. Like, if he, you know, just took that extra step, all of this could have been avoided, right? But, you know, it wasn't. And he ended up getting charged with first degree reckless injury, which I didn't know this. But in the state of Wisconsin, I guess it's punishable by 25 years in prison. But, you know, like every other person that commits a crime, he got charged with, you know, through the whole trial and everything, he ended up getting charged with second degree reckless injury. And after the sentencing and everything, I'd, I tried finding out if he actually went to prison or whatnot in it didn't say anything. It didn't say that he did any time. So what I'm assuming and what I actually found is that while his trial or before his trial, while he was in jail or something like that, he had a thousand dollar bond and somebody bailed him out of jail. And really the only thing that was, you know, that he couldn't do anymore was the judge in his hearing told him that he can never operate an amusement park ride ever again. And that was pretty much it. There was nothing really else that I could find on him. Minus yet, I think I think he had to pay like a hundred thousand dollars in court fees or something like that. But that was it. He didn't go to prison. He didn't do like didn't do any time. And if you're wondering what happened to the Marty family, same thing. There, like, there was obviously a lawsuit, and obviously the park, the amusement park, did pay for their hospital expenses, but it didn't say anything on them receiving a specific settlement, right? It didn't say here, here's ten million dollars for the, you know, they did, there wasn't any of that. But what I could find, and I don't know if this money, no, this money, sorry, let me backtrack. This money didn't go to the bank or to the Marty family, 
but maybe their hospital expenses were so bad because the amusement park ride or not the amusement park ride the amusement park ended up going into foreclosure and the property went into auction in October of 2010 that settled roughly around 2.7 million dollars and this was in favor of the bank so I don't know if they got any of that money. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It didn't say anything about them receiving any money for what happened to them. I'm just going to assume that it was behind closed doors and they didn't want to, you know, make it known to the public on what they got. They just wanted to be low-key about it and forget about the situation. That's what I'm going to assume. But yeah, they maybe those hospital expenses were so bad that, you know, because you got to think about this. It's at Wisconsin Dells. And in the Midwest, we get snow for like six months out of the year. There was no in-between. We don't have four seasons. We have three. Well, no, hold on. I lied. We do have four. I'm being stupid. Okay. But, so we have like winter, six months. Spring, two, three months. No, two months. Um, summer, two months, and then fall for like, from like late August all the way up until November. And then it gets, then we get snow for the rest of the year up until like middle of April. So, you know, there's a good six months that the, this amusement park had to shut down. So, you know, if you get hit with a big lawsuit in those few months where it's actually good weather, you know, it's not a whole lot of money. You're not making a shit ton of money. So maybe that played into why they ended up foreclosing and they just weren't making enough money that year and it was just this whole thing. So that's the story on Tegan Marty and Doug McKay. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys, you know, aren't too scared. I hope I didn't ruin amusement parks for you, but if I did, sorry, I guess. Just kidding, I'm not, but I am. I, I want you guys to have fun. But yeah, um, when I worked at the amusement park, Valley Fair, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't, I don't have any horror stories. Minus people like pissing themselves on the Ferris wheel, which I mean, I understand heights, but it's a Ferris wheel. They've been around for ages. They're totally safe. But now that's really, that's all I got for you guys. I hope you guys had a great weekend. You know, it's Sunday. It's a little recovery day. And we just got back from our adventure. So you can kick them Crocs off and you can relax. All right. Just chill out. Okay. It'll all be okay. Nothing wrong. Nothing bad's going to happen. I saw a talk to me over the weekend. It was good. The producers, I'll do it this weekend or this week on Thursday, but the producers, if you know the YouTube channel Racka Racka, the guys that, you know, make those videos, they actually made this movie with A24. It was really good. It was really good. You guys should go out and watch it. Um, but yeah, that's all I really got for you guys. Um, I hope you know, we get through this work week, we make that fucking money, you know, we become rich millionaires, 
I'm going to be a millionaire, all right? And I know you're going to be a millionaire. And we're going to, you know, we're going to be best fucking friends. That's just what we're going to do, okay? So, I'm going to let you guys go here. Um, you know my schedule. If you want to reach out to me, tell me a horror story, tell me a scary experience, or if you want me to research something and do it on my own, hit me up on the Rainy Day Horror Show. If you want to get up close and personal with me, follow Dusty McBalls. That's my that's my main that's my personal channel. It's not my main anymore. The Rainy Day Horror Show. I use that all the time. That's what I'm mostly on. So remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing, or you will end up in one of my videos. Don't test me, you beautiful fucking peacocks. Stay safe. I love y'all. Deuces.